Amen. Been preaching a series of messages on famous verses in the Bible. Been in chapter, um, been in the New Testament. Now we're back in the Old Testament. The most famous verse in the Old Testament. Open up your Bibles with me to page one, chapter one of Genesis. Amen. Without exception, this verse is the most popular in the Old Testament. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word, Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Isn't that beautiful? And I want to use for a subject tonight, in the beginning, God. May be seated. God created heaven and earth. Now, there's a lot of misunderstanding about how God created heaven and earth. In fact, chapter 1 and chapter 2 tells us how he created it. And I'm still not any smarter than I was before I read those two chapters. The truth is, no one really knows exactly what went on in the beginning, because you were not there. I was not there. And it's kind of vague, God divided the waters from the waters, and God says, you ought to understand that. Okay, Lord. And then he divides the land from the land, or the land from the waters, and God says, you ought to understand that. And so it's very clear that if you believe that God created in the beginning God, you know, if, if you can grasp those four words, in the beginning God, you will never have a problem believing this book. If you can believe those four words, in the beginning God, there's not one story, there's not one miracle, there's not one great truth in this Bible that you will not believe. Because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There's a lot of different ideas about what took place in the creation. Different ideas about what happens or what did happen. But if you believe this one verse, you can believe this whole book. How many believe this whole book? And if you can believe this one verse, you will always have hope. Hello? And if you believe this one verse, you will never be alone. You'll always have the presence of God in your life. If you have the Spirit in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Different thoughts, and we're going to be looking at some of those different thoughts tonight. But I'm so thankful for the fact that we have the book, the B-I-B-L-E, the Bible, to tell us where we came from and where we're going. Verse 1, chapter 1, Genesis says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And all the rest is explained in this Bible, all that we need to know. From the beginning to the end, God tells us where we come from, where we're at, and where we're going. If you believe in the beginning God. Now, if you don't believe in the beginning God, then the psalmist said twice, a fool believes in his heart, there is no God. You calling me a fool? No God is, and he's big enough to handle you. Right? Scientists have divided everything into five things. Scientists have divided all the things concerning creation into five things. Great discovery many years ago was everything can be divided up in time, force, action, space, and matter. All five of these things are explained in, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In fact, time in the beginning. Force, energy, God. Created, action. Aren't you glad God has action? Space, heaven. Earth.
earth or matter, earth. It's all summed up in that one verse. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. There are way too many people that think they know everything. And when you find that person, you'll discover that that person knows really nothing. We have been sold our children, the generation before, the generation now, has been lied to that we came and evolved from some kind of scum that washed up off the waters. They believe that we began with a cosmic explosion in the dust, and, the, and that was the start, the Big Bang. So, preacher, don't you believe in the Big Bang? Yeah, but it's at the end of the book. It's not at the beginning of the book. And there's a lot of people that believe this evolution process. And if you don't believe in evolution, you're considered one of them, you know, just, you know, you're just ignorant people. If you don't believe in evolution, you're just ignorant. And I've come to the conclusion that so many people that are intelligent believes evolution because they think all the other intelligent people believe in evolution, so I have to believe in evolution. As I've said, one dog barks and another dog barks and another dog barks till every dog in the neighborhood is barking and only one dog knows what he's barking about. And Darwin began to bark and bark and bark and bark until this nonsense that we evolved from some slime. A professor says, I once was a tadpole, long and thin. Then I was a bullfrog with my tail tucked in. Then I was a monkey swinging from a tree. And now I'm a professor with a PhD. Now, none of that makes a bit of sense to me. Are you listening to me? For me to say that everything, you know, everybody knows that explosions don't bring order. Explosions don't bring um, together unity and order. Explosions cause problems. And everybody knows that if there's an explosion, it, let's, let's say an explosion takes place in an ink factory. There's a paper factory nearby. And the ink factory explodes and the paper factory explodes. And when it all settled down on the sidewalk of the exploded area, Outcomes evolved a Bible, fully printed, fully bound, and every letter put in place. You say, that's ridiculous. Yep, you're right, because evolution is ridiculous. I read The or Origin of the Species by Charles Darwin. I read it. I laughed most of the way through it. The rest of the time, when I wasn't laughing, I was about to kill him if I could find him. But he was already gone. I figured God's taking care of that problem. But Darwin said over and over again in his Origin of the Species, I suppose, I suppose, I suppose, I suppose. Well, this book don't say I suppose. This book says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. All the fossils and all these things that are out there doesn't prove a thing. In fact, I'm here to tell you that science and the Bible agree together, but the Bible is so far ahead of science. And you and I are light years ahead in intelligence compared to those who believe in the evolution because of in the beginning God. Because we believe that in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Amen. The story is told of man getting so smart that he decided that he could create his own man. The scientists met with God and said, we can create our own man. We don't need you. And God says, oh, really? I'll take you up on that. He said, you make a man and I'll make a man. So the scientists reached down to scoop up a big glob of dirt and God said, uh-uh-uh, get your own dirt. You know, there's always the question, well, we came from gases in the, in the cosmos, the dust particles and explosions. Well, where did the gases come from? Where did the particles come from? Where did the matter, where did the energy come from? 
And I'm not going to belittle or bring God down to the level of stupidity because God did not create us out of gases and matter and dust particles in the cosmos. God created us with absolute created, creative intelligence. We are made in the image of God Almighty. And the intelligent God created us and made us and made us quite beautiful in the blessings of the Lord. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, or the heaven and the earth. Now, a lot of people believe that the earth is billions of years old. There are some that believe the earth and the universe is trillions of years old. That the planets are hundreds of millions of light years away from planet Earth. And that the Earth was created in a series of millions of years. That man evolved to a process of millions of years. And I hate to say this, but there's a lot of people that claim that God did that. Well, God, my God ain't that stinking slow. Hello, nor is my God that dumb. God intelligently, by intelligent design, made the heaven and the earth. So I believe that the earth, the creation that we live in today, our earth, our creation, is somewhere around 6,000 years old. Many believe it's between six and 10,000 years old. Once again, I wasn't there. But you can do the genealogies and the studies from Genesis and kind of put it together that the earth is fairly new in its creation. Our creation is fairly new. And I can prove that simply by this. When I grew up, there wasn't too many trees around. When I grew up, there was more prairie grass around. When I grew up, there was rabbit, good small game hunting all around. And, it, you know, the earth, things begin to grow, things begin to get bigger. And that t- tells me that there was a rapid growth just in my lifetime. And so I understand that the creation of God is Actually, God created the creation that we have, the earth and our creation, in six days. I don't believe that. Well, the Bible's pretty clear that, it, that God created it all in six days. Now, I'm not here to get deep in theological questions or deep in there, but, but let me just share some thoughts with you. Is it okay on Wednesday night if I twist your brain a little bit? Okay, just twist it a little bit. The Bible says in the book of Job and in the book of Psalms, and you'll find it also in Revelation where heaven rolled back like a scroll. The Bible says in Job, and I would give you the scriptures and verse, but I didn't have time to put that together in Psalms, but you can look it up when you do your homework at home. But the, the psalmist in Job, the writer said that when God made the heavens or the vast space, that God put together, he stretched out like a scroll. From an atom, you split it, and it creates an explosion that can destroy an entire city. One atom, invisible. And so God, when you stop and think about the fact that those big redwood trees in, in California, and they come from a little nut, let me tell you things, big things can come from little nuts. Hello. And in those seeds, you know, you look at those seeds, I, I could have brought 50 different seeds up here and laid them across the altar, and I could have said, every one of you come up here and look at the seed and tell me what's in it. Now, unless you're really busy in uh, farm work and, and planting, unless it's a mustard seed, you wouldn't guess it. Some of you don't know the difference between a mustard seed and a turnip seed and a mustard green seed. But there's a difference. 
especially when they produce and you eat them out of a pot. And I love mustard greens. I, I love Swiss chard. I love turnips. And, but it's amazing how God can put so much in a seed. And, you know, you have one kernel of corn, you put it in the ground, and it produces six or seven ears of corn. So we know that God can take something small and produce something horrendously big. And so when scientists say the stars are thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions and trillions of years old, they believe that because of the big bang, because of the evolution. But the psalmist and Job tells us that when God stretched out, you'll see it in Revelation as well, heavens roll back like a scroll in chapter 6 of Revelation, that it's just like you take a scroll and you open it up. And in that scroll is all this information. When you roll it back together, it's just a round scroll. And there are those, I'm not saying this is fact because I wasn't there. But there are those that God, that believe, and, and they believe because the earth is 6,000 years old, they believe God made everything in just a little nucleus. He made everything in just something, a little package. And then after he created everything, he stretched it out trillions of miles in all directions, meaning that everything that's stretched out is the same age. The whole universe is the same age. I told you I'd twist your brain. And that is a possibility. But there's one thing I know for sure. God created our creation, earth, and the heaven above us in six days. That I know for sure. I also believe the earth is fairly young. Our creation is fairly young, between six and 10,000 years old. I'm not going to get into the gap theory because usually when you get into the gap theory, you, <laughs> you end up with more gaps than you actually get the gap theory. But once again, is the gap theory Possible, yes, but I wasn't there. I can't prove it. There's a lot of things in this creation of God that I can't prove. It's all, you know, everybody has their ideal of how God created something. Everybody has their ideal. That's why the Bible is the biggest selling book. That's why the Bible is the most popular book. That's why the, the verse in the Old Testament, in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. That's why it's the most popular verse. Because those who believe in God, they have different ideas about God, different thoughts about God, different ideas about the creation. But everybody who believes in God, whoa, that's my verse. And by the way, it's mine too. We don't always agree on this. And it just seems like God says, well, you know, I separated the waters from the waters. Like I'm supposed to understand all that. And he made the time. In the beginning is time. So the first day God made time. He divided the waters from the waters. Made the firmament. And the Bible says it was the first day from evening and morning was the first day. Now I'm supposed to understand all that. And I do understand its basis. But try, pray tell me. You know, I don't, want, I don't think anybody's going to stand up and say, I know exactly what he did. He divided the waters from the waters. In the beginning, he started time. God created time. God divided the waters from the waters. And God made the first day. And the Bible says, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Look at verse well, I'm not, I'm not going to look at, read verse 2 to you, but look at verse 3. God said, let there be light. The earth was in darkness, there was chaos, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Pretty cool, right? I mean, we'd agree, that's pretty awesome. God said, let there be light. Boom, light. And there's been light ever since. And God saw that the light was good. I mean, you know that light is good, especially when it's really dark. And God saw that the light was good, and he divided the light from the darkness. Isn't that beautiful? He divided the light from the darkness. I think I said the first day he divided the waters from the waters. No, he divided the darkness from the light. 
Verse 5, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. Evening and morning were the first day. So the first day, God divided the light from darkness. He brought light on the situation. He divided light from darkness, and he produced time. And he said, this is in the evening and the morning. It's the first day. That means it's a 24-hour period. That means that God created the heaven and the earth that we live in today in six days. The first day, evening and morning, was the first day. First day, God turned the lights on. Pretty good start. He turned the lights on. The earth was in chaos. There was uh, upheaving. The Spirit of God moved, and God turned the lights on, divided the light from the darkness. And the, and the light he called day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Now, I said earlier that it was dividing the waters from the waters. That's actually the second day. But I want you to notice something that, and I'm going to stir your spirit here a little bit. It wasn't until the fourth day that God created the sun, the moon, and the stars. So there was light prior to the sun, the moon, and the stars. You say, well, where did that light come from? God. God is light. The light, the energy, the power came from God. And so God is light, and he divided the light from the darkness. He turned the lights on, and the first day God just turned the switch on, turned the light on. God began to move, began to create the earth, the heaven above us. The Spirit of God moves. Actually, that phrase Verse 2, the Spirit of God broods, vibrates over the waters of the earth. And God get, turns the lights on. That's the first day. God begins to turn the light on the first day. By the way, that's what happened to me when I got saved. God turned the light on, and that was the first day that I got saved. I mean, that was the first day for my life. God turned the light on. And when the light was on, how many know God can work in the dark, but he prefers to work in the light? Hello. And so the evening and the morning were the first day. That's a 24-hour period. Yet there's no sun yet. There's no moon. Well, it may be there. The sun may be there. The moon may be there, but it's not lit up. The stars may be there, but they're not lit up. So I don't know why they can't be seen because of the thick canopy over the earth, the waters. Remember to separate the waters from the waters. In other words, at one time the earth was surrounded and surrounded with water. And we find that it was ripped in the days of Noah and the flood and waters came from above and from beneath and broke up and the great waters come. There was kind of a, 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 a heat house or a, a, a place where everything was a greenhouse effect on the earth high oxygen level. Everybody got bigger. Adam was a big man, no doubt. Noah was a huge man, no doubt. Because oxygen and the, and the people live longer because the screening of this canopy that was over the earth. You say, you can't prove that. Yeah, I can. Verse 6 says, he divided the waters from the waters. Meaning that there was water on top and there's water on bottom. There's water all around. There was just water. It's called the firmament. The firmament, verse four, or verse five, rather, and he divided the waters from the waters. I can't explain that completely, but I mean, no, when God says he divided the waters from the waters, that's what he did. And when he divided the waters from the waters, and, he, and, and uh, they were under the firmament, from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the Second day, second day, 24-hour period, God divides the water from the waters. There's light there, but the sun isn't shining till the fourth day. Then God, in the third day, God separates the water and causes dry land to appear. And the dry land produces grass and flowers and trees. And there we have the, the greenhouse effect. You have 
many plant life. The land uh, is there. And um, the, the sea, the, the land is there. The dry land appears, verse 9. And it was so, and God called the land earth, and he gathered together the waters called the sea, and God saw that it was good. And the earth brought forth green grass, herbs, verse 11, yielding seed and fruit tree, yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so, and God and the earth brought forth grass and herb, yielding seed and his, of its kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in, in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And here it is, the evening and the morning was the third day. Pretty cool. The sun it still isn't shining. Where'd the light, where's the light coming from? Coming from God. The, the eminence of light is coming from God. You know, there's a lot of people that want to mock us for believing the Bible because it shows that the creation was here before the sun. A lot of people want to mock us. They want to fight with us and disagree with us because it's impossible for there to be trees and flowers and green grass and there not be a sun. Well, there is a sun. S-O-N, Jesus Christ. He made it all. And there is light even before there's the sun. Isn't that good? Now, God makes Look at verse 14. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament, that's the stars, and heavens divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs. In other words, God creates not only time, but seasons, and for days and years. Let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And so it was so, and God made two great lights, the greater light to rule by day, that's the sun, and made the stars uh, a lesser light uh, to rule by night, he made the stars also. I love that little phrase. God made the moon, the star, God made the sun, and he made the moon, and then he said, oh, yeah, I made the stars too. That makes a scientist feel really stupid, doesn't it? God's, you know, God didn't brag about, if I was bragging, you know, if I was God and I was bragging, I'd be bragging about that vast galaxy out there. Amen? Unless you're a flat earther, then you don't believe in that at all. And I'm not going there. Let me say this. Whether it's a flat earth or a round earth, who cares? God in the beginning, God. Amen? And then he, verse 20, of course, he made the sun, the moon, and stars the fourth day. Verse 20 on, he made the sea creatures, uh, uh, the people living, or the people, the, the, the fowls in the air, the aquata life in the whales and the fish in the sea. And um, that was the fifth day, the sixth day. He made animals and creatures walking on the earth. And the sixth day he made man after his own image. Now, let me point out something that I think is very important. Because if you meet people and they'll tell you, oh, you don't believe in that six-day creation stuff, do you? Well, yeah, I do. I do. And I don't believe in evolution either. I believe in erosion. I believe in uh, adaptation, where animals adapted to weather and adapted to certain things. I believe in erosion. I believe there's a change all around us. I'm looking at some of you. You have eroded over the last few years. I'm looking at some of you. You have changed a lot in the last few years. And you're, you know, it's almost like the story from Wizard of Oz. I'm melting, I'm melting. Now, I'm not calling you a witch. I'm just telling you, you're dissolving. I'm full of encouragement tonight, ain't I? But there'll be people tell you that, you know, um, you're ridiculous to think that God made trees and flowers and all these things before there was a sun. I contend to believe this. Now, you may, now I'm speculating because I wasn't there. Okay? I'm just speculating. I wasn't there. Listen to me. Say, preacher is speculating. Say it out loud. Preacher is speculating. I kind of believe when God made the heavens and the earth, he made the sun. 
He made the moon. And the sun and the moon may have been burning, but Jesus is so bright, no one noticed it. But yet God said he made the sun and made the moon, the great light, the lesser light, the great light by day, the lesser light by night. So I understand that more than likely the sun wasn't shining, the moon wasn't reflecting the light of the sun, that it was God's light, and on the fourth day God lit the sun. I believe the sun may have been out there in darkness. He separated light from darkness on the earth. He brooded over the waters of the earth. He spoke and said, let there be light. He began to create, and he created the first day, second day, third day, and everything's looking good. There's trees, and then God says, well, he does, I don't know what he said, but he lights the sun. The sun may have been there, but God just lit it up. Isn't that beautiful? I thought I'd twist your brain a little bit tonight. But it's a very good possibility that the sun was there. It was just not, you know, the gases or whatever it was was there. But God had to light it. And he lit it so that the earth would be warm and that there would be seasons and there would be days and day and night. And the morning and the evening were the first day, and, and I believe that God caused the light to shine from his own emanation the evening and the morning, the first, second, and third day, and then the fourth day, he lit the sun. That's the best I can explain. I don't know that that's the way it was, but you don't know that isn't the way it was because you weren't there. The truth is, you are as dumb as I am. I know I really hurt your feelings right there. But you are, at least concerning this. Amen? Scientists think that they've got it all figured out, and they don't. They can't even figure out the atom and the splitting and all those things. But God gives us the account of what he did, and I believe that in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Now, I, I do believe the earth our creation, I believe our creation is six to 10,000 years old. I believe God created our creation in um, six days. I believe God made everything in our creation in six days and he rested on the seventh day. And I believe what the scripture says, in the beginning, God, and I believe the rest. Now, God made everything. Let me show you another scripture. Go to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. I love the way Paul, and you can fuss about who wrote the book of Hebrews too if you want to, but I think Apostle Paul did. If he didn't, Apollos did. If he didn't, somebody did. God is the author of Hebrews. And notice Kind of like Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 says, God, who at sundry time, different time, in, in divers manners, different ways, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, that's his Son, Jesus Christ, in whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Jesus Christ made the worlds. Now that tells me that there's more than one world, plural, worlds. Who being the brightness of his glory, that's the brightness of his Father, God, and the expressed image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. So the Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth by the word of his power, and he also saves us by the word of his power, by his son Jesus Christ, and we hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, and by the word of his power, we're born again, by the word of his power, we're changed, by the word of his power, God moves upon us, not only to create the creation of 
earth and heaven that we live in today, but to create your world and to bring you into place because you, before you were saved, was without form. Darkness was on the face of the deep of your soul. You were in a place of badness, but God shined his light upon you and God said, let there be light. And the gospel of Jesus Christ penetrated your soul and God set you on fire by the Spirit of God and lit you up by the Spirit of God and saved your soul, making you a new creation in God, a new creature. You are a new creation. Go with me to Colossians, the book of Colossians chapter 1. I love it. We got a God that can just stretch his scepter and say, be. That's what makes healing so special. God can just choose tonight and say, be healed. I mean, I can't make it happen, but God can just decide to bless your socks off. And you can leave this auditorium tonight with no socks on. Just bless your socks off. God can bless your life. God can change your life. God can turn you around, and he does. Now, notice Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. For by him were all things created, this is Jesus, that are in heaven and are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Meaning Jesus is our creator. He is our Lord and our God. Not only is Jesus our creator, but Jesus is our sustainer. He is our keeper. If it wasn't for Jesus, your thumb would just fly off your hand right now. If it wasn't for Jesus, your clothes would just disintegrate on you right now. If it wasn't for Jesus, you would just disintegrate. If it wasn't for Jesus, this whole building would just disintegrate. All the molecules, all the, all the atoms that put this material substance together. If it wasn't for Jesus, Jesus is holding it together. Amen? I seen a lady the other day. She had fallen apart. Why? Because Jesus wasn't holding her together. I've seen some men fall apart because Jesus wasn't holding them together. And this world's going to fall apart because Jesus isn't holding this world all together because man's not allowing Jesus to hold them together. But Jesus, in his intimate mercy and his grace, is holding the trees together, the ground together, the moon and the stars together, the creation together, and he's saying, look, I want to breathe life into you. I want to touch your life. I want to give you eternal life. I want to save your soul. And so God, at sundry times and divers manner, spake to the the prophets, but today he speaks to his son to change our life. That's good stuff, isn't it? In the beginning, God. Now there's different ideas. I'm not preaching Genesis. I'm not teaching through the book of Genesis right now. If I were, I'd talk to you about the gap theory. If I were preaching to you the book of Genesis tonight, verse for verse, I'd talk to you about the possibility that universe being much older than, than we actually understand as for, or then again, it could be new. Uh, I don't have no problem believing that the creation we live in today is six to 10,000 years old, young. I don't have no problem with that. But then again, I don't have no problem with God stretching everything out like the scroll. And I wasn't there. I don't have a problem with as long as I've got these four words, in the beginning, God, I'm okay with it. Flat earth, round earth, older, younger, who cares? We got the ancient of days. We got the great I am. We got the sovereign God of the universe. And in the beginning, God created it all. Well, I want to get theological with you. You're not theological when you talk about evolution. You're, you're, you're uh, stupid, uh, uh, stupid is what it is. Amen. I mean, when I went to, to, I know, 
I preached on hell one time and the atheists of Springfield got together and badmouthed me because they said I was just an old country hick and didn't know how to express myself. Well, I knew how to express myself enough and got them all riled up. <laughs> Amen? Atheism is usually from the chin, to the, you know, from the chin up, really not in the heart. You have to be taught to be that ignorant. You say, you shouldn't make fun of them. Why not? They make fun of us. And we've actually got something to be sure of. By faith, we know the world's refrained by the word of God. By faith, we know God that created everything by the word of his power. Isn't that beautiful? In the beginning, God. I believe the Bible. How many believe the Bible? And I believe that the Bible says that even in the morning with the first day, I believe that God created the creation that we live in today in six days. I believe that. So it says, well, where did all this fossil fuel come from? You know, millions and trillions of years, dinosaurs died because the ice age hit and they just died. And, and you know, it's horrible. And, but, you know, it sounds like someone don't know how to play the fiddle. That's really bad music. Hello? Couldn't God have put all the reserves in planet Earth we need to live a prosperous and beautiful life on Earth? Wasn't it possible for God to stock the coverts? Wasn't it possible for God to fill the earth with oil and fill the earth with minerals and fill the earth with medicine and fill the earth with technology? You know, I, I, I stop and think about this. Back in Jesus' day, the technology for cell phones was, was there. But Jesus didn't share it because he knew that you wouldn't listen. You'd do this all the time. The technology has always been there. When God created the earth, he made it the way he wanted to make it, and everything was stocked. The earth was stocked full of the oil, of the minerals, of the resources, of the food, water. Hello, water. Water everywhere. Water, water everywhere. Water everywhere. Because we're made of mostly water. God breathes in Adam's nostrils the breath of life. Man becomes a living soul. But in the process of this, everything is of water. The earth is alive because of water. And Jesus Christ is the water of life. He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And God created everything. Isn't that beautiful? And then when you have people saying, well, you know, the dinosaur. Well, let me just tell you right now, I believe in dinosaurs. I believe they're dead, but I believe in dinosaurs. You say, well, what's your theory on dinosaurs? I don't have no theory. I just believe that when Noah, when, when the flood hit the earth in Noah's day, and the canopy was ripped, and the waters that God had divided, the water from the water, when the earth broke up and waters came up from the deep and waters came down in torrents from the canopy and came upon the earth, immediately the sun hit one part of the earth and the cold part of the earth. Suddenly there was no longer the greenhouse effect and dinosaurs died on the South Pole with grass in their mouth and dinosaurs died in the North Pole with grass in their mouth. Why? Because there was an instant freeze. The canopy was torn. He said, there you are speculating again. Yep, but you weren't there either. Yeah, but this, this, this asteroid came across, and it hit somewhere in Arizona and killed all the dinosaurs. Come on. It's amazing how people can say, well, this rock is 15 billion years old. And I'm thinking, who's the fool hand holding the rock? 15 billion years old. Why? Because you see a fossil. When I was a little boy, I could find fossils anywhere. You know why? Because in the day of Noah, the earth was totally covered with water. Prior to that, the earth was totally covered with water in the beginning of the six-day creation. I know whatever lived at one time, Jesus gave them life. 
I know whatever lives today, Jesus gave them life. I'm not here to try to prove anything to you. I'm just here to tell you why the most famous verse in the Old Testament is, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, because what I'm talking about tonight just really sets people in motion. Amen? Well, I don't believe all that stuff. Well, you're in trouble. Because you've got to believe in the beginning God or you're never going to go to heaven. You've got to believe in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth or you're never going to find salvation. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, God. Hello? Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, Jesus holds it all together. He holds everything together. Everything's held together because of Jesus. Everything looks good, amen? Everything's okay. Isn't that good? In fact, I think it's in Revelation where it says, he created us all for his glory, and everything that we are are for the purpose and glory of Jesus Christ. Everything we are, we're to bring glory and purpose to Jesus Christ. All things were created for him and by him and to his glory. We are here because God put us here. And we are here because God wants us to bring honor to him. And he wants us to enjoy an incredible life in Jesus Christ. Isn't that good? Praise the Lord. We're so blessed. And so God comes to earth and creates salvation for us. He dies on the cross of Calvary, put in a grave. He raises again from the dead. He says, now, if you'll come to me, I'll save you just like I hung the worlds by the word of my power. I'll save you by the word of my power. I'll heal you physically by the word of my power. I'll change you, change your life completely by the word of my power. Isn't that good? Wow. I love it. In the beginning, God, Four words. It's a test. If you don't pass the test on those four words, you will be of all men most miserable. Hello. Thank God for those four words in the beginning, God. I'm thankful to be alive, and I'm thankful to know that there are still people on planet Earth that believe those four words. They're getting thinner all the time, but there still is people on earth that believes in the beginning God. Don't know all the details, but I do know the word of his power can change your life. That I know. I wasn't there to explain everything, and of course I speculated quite a bit tonight. And that's why the verse is so popular, because everybody's got their own version. In fact, I know a guy that thinks the first day was like a trillion years. And the second day was like a trillion years. And the third day was like a trillion years. And he thought everybody, everything evolved because God, God made it, but it had to evolve. Poor God, he did, couldn't get it together in six days. It took him trillions of years to get his act together. Now, I can believe that about Don. I can believe that about Josh. I can believe that about Jimmy. Might take a trillion years to get our act together, but I don't believe that about God. I believe God, I believe God stood out in nothing and said, let there be light. And it was so. And so God made everything by the word of his power. Isn't that beautiful? Someday we'll go verse by verse through Genesis and we'll just really have a wonderful time. But I do believe in the six-day creation. And I do believe the earth is fairly young. The creation we live in today is very young. And I do believe Jesus Christ is coming very soon. And I do believe that whatever's out there, whatever is in here, whatever is around us, God made. And we need to trust him. We need to trust him because God has a plan. I can prove that to you. Everything consists because Jesus holds it together. Well, if he was done with you, we'd be gone. He must have a purpose for each one of us. And when it's time to go home, we'll go home. 
God will take us home. When it's time to go, we'll go. Amen? I mean, if an angel showed up to me in the middle of the night tonight and said, uh, you know why I'm here? I said, no, I don't know why you're here. I think you've got the wrong bedroom next door. See, the Hebrews thought if an angel showed up, you're going to die. They believe that. They believe if an angel showed up, you're going to die. And if an angel showed up in my room, the first thing I'd ask him for, I need to see some ID. Because you got some friends that went sour, went south. Amen? Hello? Besides, I don't need an angel in my bedroom. I got one. I live with one. I know she's an angel. She's always up in the air harping. Anyway. Give me a break. It's been a cold, long day. Now, my wife's sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. And she is like an angel to me. Now, she can change at any moment, but, you know, she's a sweet lady. I enjoy my life with her. If I had my life to live over again, I'd have got married to her in diapers. I mean, she's an awesome lady. Appreciate her. But I want everybody to know that when it comes time for you to go, you're going. There's enough medicine to keep you here. There's not enough doctors to hold you to the bed. When it's time for you to go home, you'll go home. And if it isn't time for you to go home, God can heal you by the word of his power. And he does heal us by the word of his power. He can change us by the word of his power. Isn't that good? Say, preacher, how did you preach so long tonight on just four words? In the beginning, God. Well, he's big, big subject. Josh going to come and bring a song. We're glad you came tonight. Hope you got blessed. One little sad yes. I hope you got blessed. Amen. I hope you got blessed. Hope you got something to go home and think about. Amen. I'm going to go home tonight. It's cold outside. I'm going to crawl in bed, pull the covers up, and I'm going to say, dinosaurs, you're dead. And in the morning, I'm going to get some of your dinosaur juice for my car. I live a simple life. It's a fun life. Amen. Stand with me. You want God to speak to your heart tonight? I think he already has, but is there something in your life that you just want God to speak by the word of his power? Maybe it's healing you need. Maybe it's salvation you need. Maybe it's encouragement you need. You just need God because he's real. He's real. I say God is real. And that's why in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth is so famous. That's why it's the most famous verse in the Old Testament. Amen. Altars open. You come.